Hello, beautiful people. It is WrestleMania Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. This sports show begins now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on this glorious day. Just got a haircut. I feel damn yeah, good. Looks Wearing good. a little light blue here because the weather is turning here in Indianapolis. It's supposed to be 70 degrees today. That doesn't mean anything because we're flying down to Dallas. We'll be doing the show live from Dallas, Texas the next two days and then obviously WrestleMania Hell weekend yeah. ending on WrestleMania Sunday when I make my debut in POW! Woo! Austin Theory right now. Kiss her. I'm looking at that thing early. I will say, last night I boxed three different opponents in the uh, outclassed mm-hmm. uh, level of the Oculus Thrill of the Fight boxing. It is very difficult. It is yeah. great cardio. And I threw 609 punches in my last fight. Whenever I say that, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my life. I mean that. Just think about standing there and go, ha, ha, hey, ha, 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 ha. Uh, time's up by 60 in about <laughs> six to seven minutes of fighting. I felt good afterwards. I sprinted up 119 floors on the Stairmaster. I began working the ring. I am as prepared as I'll ever be to get in there, put on a show, and kick Austin Theory's punk ass. Hell yeah! I'm very excited. Thankful to be here. There's a lot of NFL news that we'll cover today and hopefully some of your phone calls on the 5RNG phone line. one 833 4 Can't wait to chat with you. JJ Reddick joins us today. Okay. Ooh. He's been on the show before. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He is very good at what he does. I've actually uh, asked him numerous questions about what I had heard about him at Duke being an absolute legend. He's told us stories. He has a great basketball mind, incredible resume. And with what's going on with Duke, UNC, and the NBA, it's perfect timing to have the old man in three here, uh, J.J. Redick. And also Tom Segura. Tom, Yeah, Tom Segura is, you know... Spoken up pretty loudly uh-huh. about comedians making jokes and getting smacked for it. Friend of the show. Can't wait to chat with him. He's currently on tour. I think he does two different shows. One in English, one in Spanish. Wow. So he has like two English shows, two Spanish shows in almost every city. He is crushing. Uh, we'll ask him, obviously, an update on his arm. You know, if you do recall, right. his left arm committed treason to him as he was trying to dunk. It went behind his back. He felt blue. Yep. Blue, thing. Mm-hmm. blue his knee out and his arm out. <laughs> right. And one... You know, fall. He's the best guy. I went to chat with him. Jim Irsay saying stuff. We'll chat about that. I mean, that was, I mean, expected. Kind of. Kind of interesting. Jim and I are almost on the same exact <laughs> wavelength. And people are wondering if Jim told me to be the voice of how he felt for all this time. No, no, no. I just feel like as a cult, I understand what the expectations are in that building. I think I understand what Jim Irsay feels about football. I think I've seen Jim Irsay watch a game, which is every single play he's living and dying with. So whenever Carson Wentz is living and dying on every single play, and this dude's watched Unitas play, yeah. Peyton Manning, yeah. mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, he played football at SMU. He grew up, you know, cleaning jocks is what he'll say in socks. And he's in the football world. Whenever your quarterback is a reckless quarterback, that is never a good way to win. And I think Jim Irsay knew that. I think Jim Irsay expected that. And he he said that, you know, it just it wasn't right. 
But if it wasn't right, we're excited to move on. Uh, A lot of times you don't know why, but you just know it isn't. It was important (laughs) for us to move in a different direction. He knew why. Carson was too reckless. Yeah. That wasn't the only thing he said. We'll continue to break down everything Jim Mercy said, one of the most electrifying owners in all of sports. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor, looking fantastic. The mullet freshly cleaned up, I believe. Yes, thank you, Pat. Your hair looks fantastic as well. Thanks. A little high, a little tight here. Feeling good about it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's going to be an 8K in a couple days. What? Mm -hmm. Wait till you see what I'm wearing, by the way. That. that kind of got put together yesterday. Probably should have been playing for that a long time ago. <laughs> no, no, no. But I feel pretty good. I wouldn't about be. It. Yeah, I feel pretty that good about be. it. And Ty Schmidt, look what you're wearing. Yeah. The what member you know? of the Evil Empire. Wow. Hey, hey, Ty Schmidt, congrats! Wow, well, wow. a treasure. Feels good. Stop 66 in honor of Super Mario and of I course can't. Gordon Bombay. So yeah, it feels good to be one of the bad guys. What I position love you this play? tarp. Well, you know, I mean, basically right winger, uh, a lot of that. Uh, but, hey, wherever you want to plug me in, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I will say you will not find another office that's a bigger fan of the Trashers and the Galante family sure. than this one. No, right? no, absolutely way. not. They were so nice to us. Mm-hmm. They were so incredibly nice to us. Now, whenever I start talking about Fago Pop at Tone Diggs, mm-hmm. uh, and Nick, I know you're back there. Yeah. Zito is on the road to WrestleMania. Why? He's mm-hmm. down in Dallas already Zito. setting up the Zito production studio. Evan Foxy's here. Bubba Gumpino looks amazing back in the back. You look great, pal. Uh, Tone Diggs, whenever I was given the okay to say the word that rhymes with Fago Pop, uh-huh. what went through your entire soul there? <laughs> well, at first, originally, I said the balls on this guy, first and foremost. <laughs> sure. And then I immediately, well, I didn't because I can't, but I thought, what is Jimmy doing here? But, but I mean, if Jimmy, what Jimmy says, Jimmy goes and Jimmy does. So, I mean. <laughs> I would let everybody know. I, I will not, you know, say that word publicly. No, sure. never. But I would like to let everybody know privately, I'm going to let that one fly. Because yeah, you can't. I was, given the, I was given the G card. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. given the G card, and everybody saw it publicly by the whole thing. The Galante card was handed over to me, and 23andMe also in there. But, Tone, let's talk. There's a lot of things going on in the yeah. NFL. One thing that is very interesting to you, and I think mm-hmm. it's because you're AFC North, Correct. is something that we should keep our eyes on. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the Cincinnati Bengals are actively trying to build an indoor practice facility. Hey, let's go, Bengals becoming an adult franchise. Yeah, hey, you're becoming a billion-dollar industry. Yeah, here we go. Hey, you're going to catch up to the rest of the world like 1995. Yeah. You made it to the Super Bowl without one, living like a high school program in a like single-A class high school. Mm-hmm. Now let's see what they're able to do, soar to higher, high, uh, higher heights. And the executive for the Bengals said at the league meeting, hey, we are trying to build an indoor practice. So we are actively doing that at the moment. And I wonder who asked the question. I wonder if Bob Kraft said, we haven't won a fucking playoff game in three years, but you guys don't even have a goddamn indoor facility. Mm-hmm, and then Jim Mercy goes, well, we got like a terrible quarterback, brother, but we got a fucking indoor facility. <laughs> yeah. And then Jerry Jones goes, you motherfuckers up there making us look like a goddamn joke. Do you know that the Cricket League got indoor facilities for everybody? <laughs> and then they had to defend themselves. We're actively trying to build it, which, by the way, we are pumped for. We heard zero players from the Bengals come out and say, hey, Pat, stop screaming about the indoor practice facility. Yeah. Heard zero coaches come out and say, hey, Pat, stop screaming about the indoor practice facility. The only thing we heard from were dumb Bengals fans who had no idea that what we were bringing to light would help your program, yeah, right. would yes. help your franchise. And I'm very excited about it it didn't mean that 
it didn't it wasn't a knock on the franchise as a whole looking childish and unprofessional and amateur and everything like that right. sure you might have taken it that way because that is how it looks whenever you're in the nfl the biggest league on earth and you don't have an indoor practice facility and you have to go use the universities down the road after the lacrosse team gets off mm-hmm. before intramural frisbee right and then you got to hope that you can get some super bowl practice in there it's 2022 <laughs> figure it the fuck out i'm happy to say that they're doing that congrats to the back Let's here we go, go boys also in the afc north lamar jackson is still on his first contract. Mm-hmm. He is not extended. He is not renegotiated. And Biscotti uh, came out and said at the league meetings, he said it's hard to tell Lamar Jackson, hey, you got to get in here and get this thing done. With the way his quote read and sounded, yeah. the Ravens would like to extend Lamar Jackson to a long-term deal. Now, Steve Biscotti uh, also talked about how pissed off he is about the Browns giving $230 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Million guaranteed to yes. a guy that hasn't won an MVP, to a guy that hasn't hasn't played in a year and also has an immense amount of baggage on the side because now Lamar Jackson, his mom, his people are like, oh, that's that's what Deshaun got. Interesting. That guy won four games last year. That guy hasn't won a playoff game. I've won a playoff game. I'm MVP. I'm in the same division. Uh, This is where we're setting the bar. So Biscotti understands that that kind of offsets everything, especially with the guaranteed money. But it sounds like they would like to do a deal and Lamar doesn't. Your take on that at Cowboy Diggs. Yeah, the like the exact quote was Eric can't keep calling him and say, "Hey Lamar, you really need to get in here and get this thing done." And you would think after a quarterback in the same division did get the 230 million dollars guaranteed that Lamar would be chomping at the bit to get in there and get an extension done and and be saying like I sh- I deserve something along these same lines, 200 plus maybe guaranteed, but why isn't he going in there to do it? Yeah, you would think if you should just walk into an office and get 250 million guaranteed <laughs> You would. Yeah. yeah. Easy. That's something I, I think a lot of us would do. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if Lamar Jackson is necessarily driven strictly by numbers. I don't yeah. think he's necessarily driven strictly by money. And the immediate question is, does Lamar not want a long-term deal with the Ravens? Whoa. Mm. Hold the phone. Bubba Gumpino <laughs> smiling like the butcher's dog in the back. <laughs> Bubba Gumpino is ran with an entire angle that Lamar wants to come back down to South Florida. He's a South Florida boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the Dolphins are going all in. Let's win some Super Bowls for the hometown team with the hometown kid. Is that what's happening? Or is Lamar building up every piece of leverage he possibly can? Deshaun Watson just signed for $230 million guaranteed. There's going to be another quarterback. Kyler Murray's about to sign for yes. something. If he waits a couple more quarterbacks, his number's only going to go up. And with Amazon being in the game, Apple allegedly trying to get in the game, Google trying to get in the game, this salary cap's only going to climb, so maybe he is just trying to utilize every piece of leverage, or maybe Gumpy, he does want to go venture somewhere else, and why wouldn't it be Miami, I guess? Makes sense to me. I mean, I love Tua. I want to see how Tua does, but... Oh, what's this all about? Oh, yeah, right. oh here we go. Tua's our guy. Tua's Never been our told guy. he's our guy. He's our guy, but Unless I mean, Lamar's Lamar Jackson to Miami makes sense. Yeah, well, Lamar Jackson come to Indianapolis, I think there would be... 26 teams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably they'll be like, we can get Lamar Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bring home. Only one of those teams has, you know, three top 100 linemen, though. Indianapolis Colts. You got them right. 
Is that a compliment to the Colts? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, after what Jim said yesterday about Jacksonville and about Carson, I'm all the way back here. <laughs> I'm still pissed about paying for the stadium, but I'll put that to the side for now. But you like the fact that Jim Mercer came out and said, hey, Jacksonville, no offense. You're the worst team in the league. Yeah. You guys stink. I mean, you guys sorry. are terrible. Yeah. We have to we, we have to beat Jacksonville. I don't even know what the fuck could potentially be going on. Is basically what Ursay said. It looked like he was in a hotel in a one-on-one interview. I think it was with Zach Kiefer. I don't I don't know exactly who it was. I follow at Colts Militia, and they had just a piece of it. Right. And they cut out whoever was doing the interview. Yeah. I don't know if the journalist is going to enjoy that at all, but I saw Ursay sitting, basic ass chair in a hotel room, mm-hmm. cutting promos. He said, yeah, we can't lose to Jacksonville. Uh, it's not the right fit. We had to move on. We had to get out of here. And everybody took from what Jim Mercy said, oh, this guy hated Carson Wentz. I don't think it was ever personal between Jim Mercy and Carson Wentz. Oh. I honestly believe that nobody gives Jim Mercy enough credit for understanding football, mm-hmm. knowing football, and being dialed in for football because he's been around it his entire life. The guy became a GM at like 32 years old or something like that. He has seen great football. And I think that's what the Indianapolis Colts fans have been a part of as well. He also went on to mention about how he would like to see how other franchises would have dealt with a once-in-a-generational player at the age of 29 after signing a big long-term deal, retiring at the end of training camp, basically right before the season, after you have an entire team built around him, his contract, what he does well, and then him removing himself. Jim Irsay went to bat for a couple of different things. He was Everybody's coming after Chris and Frank. It's like, I'd like to see how you'd fucking handle your quarterback just quit nine days before the season started retiring out of nowhere and just trying to find the missing piece which has been the quarterback position which by the way they had until nine days before the season decided to retire i love when jim mercy starts talking yeah it's the best he saw i mean him sawing jacksonville down not only for being the worst (laughs) team in league but being like i mean shit you get up two scores in the first first quarter these guys are walking to the locker room this game's over in minutes by the way that's him knowing football yeah these guys are Look at they got a new they fired their coach. Yeah. Nobody that's there now is going to be there next year. Mm. You put them down 14, 17 early. They are looking to get off of that field and get out of that stadium. In Clown Town, the fans would have stuck around just to boo the entire time. Oh, yeah. And that's Ursay saying this is what I would assume that was at that meeting with Boward and uh, Frank was like. So how do we not go up 17 early and just have these yeah. motherfuckers quit? They are clown. They had people dressed up like clowns, Frank. 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 Yeah. Jim Mercer. Brother of pards. Yeah. <laughs> they had people like clowns in the goddamn stands. What are we even doing? And, uh, you know, Jim made that promise to all the people that live in Indianapolis. Yeah. That's right. You're we goddamn want, right. We want two. Two want, in the next, what, eight years now. He wants a parade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have two of them. Not just one. And, not eight. Hey, and Jim is not. He is not. He said we're going all in, and everybody was like, "Oh, we haven't done a goddamn thing." All free agency, a lot of big names off the board. Brings in Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. and allegedly there is a veteran defender that he is all in on. Yeah. Ooh. So is that Tyron Matthew? Is that Gilly Lock? Who is it? Ooh. He said we just got to see if it fits our culture, fits our scheme. But there's two guys we think we'll be able to go and get. Jim Mercy was talking in that interview. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it feels like that they might go and get that guy because they still have you know plenty of cap space, and with Julian Blackman back there, they're going to be set for a long time if Honey Badger comes as well. Do you think uh, if Carson beat the Jags, even with how the season went, that he would end up uh, getting rid of them either way, even if they made the playoffs? Um, You know, after the... I think they make the playoffs, he can't. Okay. So I don't know if... I don't know if... And I've not talked to Jim about this. 
but everybody, because I'm associated with the Colts, assumes that everything I say comes from somebody in the Colts. It does not. And believe me, Chris Ballard wouldn't talk to me either whenever I was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of things. Yeah. Chris Ballard wasn't chatting with me. I don't think Frank was there for a while. I'm not 100% sold that Carson was ever Jim Irsay's guy. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever they brought, whenever they broached the subject of Carson Wentz to Jim Mersey before the season, there's just been rumblings and rumors of people that have that he wasn't necessarily all in. Like, hey, what? this is not a good idea. It ended bad in Philly. Mm-hmm. He's not healthy. Who knows what the reason is? But with this program, with this franchise, with this team we have. So I think there was a little convincing that had to be done to Jim Irsay to get Carson Wentz on the team. So then Carson Wentz gets on the team, and he takes like $30 million of Jim Irsay's yeah. money, and he's playing, and Jim's watching this guy play. So not only does he get hurt in training camp with a foot injury that he's had since high school that makes him miss time, which yeah. is not a great start because injuries were a worry coming in. Mm-hmm. Then the vaccination thing happened where he wasn't vaccinated which potentially helped uh, other players on the team to be like well he's not vaccinated so I'm not going to be vaccinated which then caused the Arizona Cardinals game that took uh, place right. which could end up terribly especially with how close we were to the playoffs. And Jim Irsay while he was performing in Nashville before the Tennessee Titans game for the Jim Irsay collection which is a museum mm-hmm. he had ZZ Top playing. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Dude he it is like a great show, I would assume. We haven't oh, got yeah. the chance to go to any of these, but I think they're incredible shows. He was interviewed afterwards, and he was like, well, our quarterback's hurt, and he's not vaccinated. So <laughs> you kind of heard, through, and Jim's never like that, by the way. Jim is, he's all about ball, like, hey, let's win, let's support these guys. So when those comments came out of his mouth about the quarterback, I think I and everybody else that's been around the Colts organization was like, Oh, uh, Jim's not necessarily in on this guy. I, I don't think pers- all in. And I don't think it's as a person. I think it's as a player completely. Mm. And the decisions you make as a quarterback, and you're the franchise, the face of it, the leader, the person everybody's looking to. And let's assume that Jim Mercer also has had conversations with other people around the building on how Carson fit in, whether that's the equipment room that has had the same equipment manager since they came mm. from Baltimore, or the athletic training room that has had the same exact athletic trainer since they came from Baltimore, who are tight with Jim. Jim actually mm-hmm. considers them friends and talks to them. So when Jim's saying these things, he's like, ah, it just wasn't a right fit for us. I do believe that is Jim Irsay's thoughts, but he's not making these fucking decisions alone. And although his dad had money and he was handed over the team, basically, Jim Irsay has had to been a good businessman and a sound mm-hmm. businessman and a people person and street smart in a lot of different situations if you look over his entire career. Because as a young adult, I think he was kind of running his own life because of how his dad was. Mm-hmm. So whenever you hear him say these types of things, people can write it off because the narrative for a long time is that this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He, and he's had obviously his demons that he's battled publicly. But Jim is a fucking football guy. And he knows how to run his business. He knows his people in his business. They've had a lot of success. And now granted Peyton Manning helps out with that. Andrew Luck helps out with that. Bill Polian helps out with that. There's a lot of people that help. But who hired all these motherfuckers? Yeah, exactly. So that never gets talked about whenever you see a franchise is turning over, turning over, turning over, turning turning over. Everybody's like, well, they're not patient enough. They're not patient enough. Well, maybe uh, it's not their patience. Maybe it's just their shit at hiring, and that Mm -hmm. could be a problem as well. Jim has always had people in the building that are very good at what they do. So whenever he says, like, yeah, it just wasn't the right fit for us, I think that's speaking a lot louder than just Jim watching the game and speaking. Well, and it doesn't have to be personal, like you said. I mean, if if anyone knows what a franchise quarterback is supposed to look like, it's Jim Irsay. He's had, you know, like basically that guy outside of the previous five years for, you know, damn near. Yeah, forever before that. So, like, he – and, yeah, it might not – if it's not personal, like there's still, there's more to you're leading a billion dollar franchise. There's more to just your play on the field. And even more so he know like, so 
if anyone has the right to be like, hey, this just isn't the right fit, and if anyone would know, it would be Jim Mersey. Well, and that, some owners are just attached, you know, mm-hmm. and they have no idea what's going on in the building. And from what I've heard, Jim is locked in. The opposite. All the way yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, like all the way back. I believe his grandkids have brought him a lot of life. I think there's a chance that at one point Jim was thinking about like uh, not caring about anything or his life anymore. I think mm-hmm. honestly, I'm not, I don't, that's not from him telling me that's just from me watching and observing his actions and where he's going. I think his grandkids have brought him full life mm-hmm. and I think he wants them to see the Colts win because then he's the cool grandpa, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he wants to see them uh, witness how a team is supposed to be run, how a business is supposed to be run, how life is supposed to be lived. I mean, he built a hockey rink up here for his grandkids. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he is, I think it's really brought him all the way around, but him talking about the whole thing was wild because you'd have to assume that, you know, there was a little smoke about Carson's leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a little smoke a little bit. that was coming out. Not from us. No. Not from me, although I could have asked, but from like the athletic was reporting that there is mm-hmm. reports about his leadership not necessarily being exactly what they thought it would be. Because Frank Reich talked about, hey, when Carson shows up, his energy mm-hmm. is, you feel his energy. And I'm like, oh, that must mean this guy's a great leader. And I just assumed if you're paid a $100 million contract at the quarterback position, you're a great leader. Yeah. But I would assume from the sounds of it, he was not the type of leader that Ursay was expecting no. mm-hmm. from the quarterback position. And once again, you have to assume that Ursay did his research around the building mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of different situations. Not just equipment room, athletic training room, but coaches that have been around a long time, scouts that have been around a long time, people, chefs that have been around yeah, a long time, right. just like asking questions like, hey, what's the deal here? You know, And that's, uh, that's, those are some telling words. I wonder if Ron Rivera's looking at that going. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> What the on. fuck was Jim talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, we found out Dan Dan hasn't been in the building for a long time. So that they Snyder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like there's some owners that just enjoy game days. Like, hey, I like having a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am subcontracting you to run this business. There's a president that makes decisions. There's a GM that makes the football decisions. The president runs the entire business operation. The GM runs the entire football operations. I'm going to show up. I would like uh, either weekly or monthly updates on what's going on. And I'll see you at the game day when me and my six security guards yeah. and all my friends are walking across the field handshaking. Yeah. And I'm potentially meeting people for the first time that have worked for me for a year or two. Like, that is not how Jim Irsay is. Mm-hmm. So. It's fascinating to watch this shit. I love these league meetings. I hated them yesterday because we didn't get any news. But everybody is there. Yeah. Every single person is there. How do we get access to these? I don't know. Rap just ask. Do, do we just tell Rap I think, I think we should potentially ask. go live yeah. from the league meetings going yeah. forward. I think you can, right? Because like all the stuff we're seeing, too, is like writers from The Athletic, a, a lot of them are the ones who are who are there asking questions. And our know. guy, Ari Mirov, is a hustler, yeah. uh-huh. right? But he's in there. He's, he's a pro there. football focus. Yeah, mm-hmm. local reporters are the ones who are basically standing in front of the, uh, like, for the Patriots, I know, at least, the reporters from Boston. Are we just, should try to get to these. Well, yeah. speaking of, I mean, did you hear the biggest news of the day yesterday? What? I mean, it's awesome. What? Players are going to love it. Everyone's good for fans and everybody. Reporters are allowed back in the locker room after a game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anytime Tone starts running like that. I mean, you are the worst. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, there I wasn't mean, even a, a, a hint tweet. or a sense of something good was coming. No, 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 no. Them tweeting that yesterday like it was fucking groundbreaking. Thank God you're back in the locker room after the games. What did we do without How many blue there? checks retweeted? Oh, my God. Oh, so many one. blue checks retweeted. It's about time. Good journalism. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. And I respect the journalists that cover the NFL 
I have the utmost respect for a lot of them, not all of them, <laughs> a lot of them, mm-hmm. and what they do for the game, needed for the game, sure. great for the game. I never understood why that – I was never talked to after games. So this does not affect me at all. I am just strictly watching my friends have to deal with this and teammates have to deal with this. In situ- That locker room is like a sacred place, and it's built up to be a sacred mm-hmm. place, right? It's talked about by a lot of these journalists as the locker room being this very important place. And then immediately after either – the biggest high of the season or maybe the lowest low of the season, you let outsiders in there who are trying to either tell the story in a way that is great, and I understand to grow the game, but can't they do that in a press conference? Yeah. I, I don't understand why it has to happen. And I get it. There's probably some something we don't know about sure. happened, and there's probably some reason for this. And I once again, I have a lot of respect for a lot of the reporters that, that go in there and the people that I got to see work, but I've seen some of my friends be – very pissed off that they didn't they did not perform to the level in which they expected to perform they put the work in to perform or that we needed them to perform and then you got some punk fucking asking yeah. a question who we've never seen before this is maybe from another city who doesn't know my friend at all mm-hmm. just trying to get this person to say something that that can go and then all of a sudden you got four days now you got to deal with this backlash of this bullshit it's like is there not just a way that we could handle that although the media loves getting in there there, there was a way we did the last two years and i feel like we got just enough we got enough information just doing the press conferences after the game we're a very pro player show i think yeah because yeah. former player runs it uh-huh. and other former player who's a freak athlete. Freak athlete. Mm-hmm. We were reminded of that yesterday, which mm-hmm. we do forget every time we call him a punk and a bitch and an asshole and yeah. a Whoa. scumbag. And mm-hmm. a Still all those things. Yeah. So I, very athletic. But we're a very pro player thing. I, I don't know if anybody's ever spoken publicly about, like, why is that a thing? Because all the people that love it are the same people that were reporting that that was a decision that was made yesterday. Yeah. To your credit and to your point there, like, nobody cares that you guys are allowed to go in there. Like nobody. Yeah. The press conference clips are just as good. Yeah. And like, if they wanted the pissed off player, you're still going to get a pissed off player (laughs) at a press conference situation. And there might even be a better moment for you. Like, I think people love the corner of the lock, corner of the locker room, half dressed. Mm hmm. Outburst that happens. And as somebody that posted a photo from the locker room, (laughs) I don't think there should be any cameras in there. All right. I, I should have, I should not have had mine in there. I was told that in a, very large fine that I should not have mine in there or whatever. But that's one of those things. I just, that locker room is awesome. It's a very cool place. After a win, it's cool because everybody's happy. After a loss, it's cool because there's not a lot of people on earth that can understand what you're going through other than the people that are in there. And by the way, not everybody in there can even understand what you're going through because a lot of them were maybe hired like two weeks ago, a week ago. They have no idea about what you have been through, through training camps and through the off season and through the draft and injuries and everything like that. And there, you know, you hear coaches talk about the five minutes, like you get that five minutes before the media comes in or, or whatever it is. It's like. Why is that even a thing? Like, that should just be an all-time thing. I just got a text message from Frank Moraldo. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunate. No. Man, let's get to a break. No. no. Also, we're pro player because 
of like you share your perspective and experiences that not a lot of people are privy to and we get that side of it that I feel like most of the time it's just watching those clips where they're trying to get a rise out of a player and then those people reacting to that instead of like the actual psychology and like mental aspect. Yeah, the human mm-hmm. aspect of it. Exactly. Well, and the guys get paid a lot of money to play a kid's game. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's like a king's ransom for a kid's game. Whatever. I mm-hmm. get that completely. But also this money... You know, has to last a lot of guys their entire lives. They go through a lot of shit, too. A lot of guys are coming from next to nothing to where they get to. The amount of pressure they feel on a daily basis. And if our show can be a little bit of a glimpse into the humanization of these athletes, I'm I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, I should to play a kid's game because I worked harder than anybody else who played that game. Well, and also... Can we still just have game on the end of it if somebody's making a lot of money off of it? Because then it immediately becomes... Business, mm-hmm. profession. Hey, is somebody making money off of this? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I should too then. Yeah. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, that's a great way to look at. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to view like entertainers and athletes and everything, because a lot of times athletes are called idiots and dumb, and you know jocks have rocks for brains and everything like that. But then whenever they make a business decision and do something, oh, they're selfish. They're assholes. They're mm-hmm. this. They're that. It's like. Well, maybe they're just making a good business decision here because they know that somebody else is making a good business decision mm-hmm. at the same exact time as they are for the same exact pot that they're getting. It's a wild thing. The game is a beautiful one. That's why it's only growing. The drama, the action. It's the best fucking sport in the world. Oh, by yeah. far. Or none. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. The best. The ma- I think we talked about this last week. Because hooligans are wild. Oh, yeah. The soccer atmosphere is awesome. Herb Street talked about how college football is like the closest to European soccer atmospheres and everything. And I agree with that. Imagine if that they, though, yes. had American football. football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be wild. Super Bowl in London. Dude, those flares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the Super Bowl in London would be insane, but it would also be because in soccer... Their teams like represent their city. Like we are yeah. going to war for our city right now. In football, American football, like that. Like I think football is the closest to my city versus your city. But the fans don't necessarily always act like, hey, this is a war. Mm-hmm. Soccer feels like damn near every game. Like, yeah, hey, if that city beats our city, we lose our city to their well, city. Well, Rogers' mm-hmm. retinas would be burned out if that's how. If- what is the deal? What was going on there? Fucking Mo Salah, dude, yeah. getting laser pointers in his eye. What amateur Bush League shit's yeah. going on? Is this the World Cup qualifier? Can't it's Senegal, it. baby. <laughs> I saw a video of a guy from the top yeah. balcony with yeah. one. He was focused, too. He yeah. he showed up. It was game day for him, yeah. too. Yeah. Mo, Mo Salah blasts a, a penalty over the net. First he's missed in a very long time, my friend. And right before, I thought the video was glitching. Yeah. Because there's so many green laser pointers in his eyes, his face, his neck, his chest. There's a couple bad shots, too, yeah. down here at the belly button. Mm-hmm. Those motherfuckers should have quit as soon as they found out that they couldn't hit the face. But there wasn't even a thought of stopping yeah, the lasers. Un- unbelievable. I the- thought it was like a joke <laughs> at first, too. almost. Like, That's real. Oh, never mind. They're not going to the World Cup now. <laughs> That's a- what a fucking joke. <laughs> You kidding me? Home field fans, baby. That wasn't a that wasn't a friendly. No, that no. <laughs> was to go to the world. One of the Cup. best players in the world doesn't get to go play in the World Cup now because he had he fourteen to- laser pointers <laughs> yeah. in his eyeballs while attempting a penalty kick. Now 
Should have fucking made the yeah. kick. Make the kick. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Should be able to make it with your eyes You've done it a million times. Top shelf. That's where he was headed. Yeah. yeah. But I do believe there's a chance. Just like when I was doing the kickoff for the Super Bowl, yeah. all his flashes were just going crazy, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Is my dick out right now? <laughs> what is going on? And then you realize, no, no, this is like a photo that people are going to remember forever. That was a bit distracting. That being said, still hit a pretty good ball in play. Pretty yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Wasn't the worst kickoff in the Super Bowl history. Wasn't the best, but that's all, that's all you're looking for. Mm -hmm. That's right. I mean, get the guy a pair of shades or something. Yeah, but did anybody think about like the ref? Yeah. We will not continue until every person puts a late. That wasn't even a thought no, in the ref. No. The ref was staring at He was at fucking <laughs> blasting him in the eyes as well. What if the ref would have came over to his ears and just started blowing the whistle? Yeah. <laughs> Can you do it or not? That's like training. Yeah. That's like training for pitchers and yeah. kickers mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, ah, oh, we're going to yell. We're going to throw shit in front of you. So in the game, it's easier. It's like Mo Sulla is like, I have never seen a green laser pointer. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, the NFL is always cooking, though. Joining us now is an NFL legend, a man who we were reminded of his athleticism just yesterday in a photo in which he was jumping over another NFL player. Yeah. Now, granted, I know it is Darren Sproles, who is notoriously known as the most undersized NFL stud of all time, but he is still an adult human, five foot eight, five foot seven, <laughs> yeah. whatever he is. And there is a photo we found on the internet yesterday and seen to him or reminded of, of this dude who's about to join us, jumping completely over him to bat a ball on the last play of the game yeah. to win the game. Mm -hmm. Now, he was obviously called for pass interference and they had to replay it and he was not happy, but ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl champion, college football national champion, COVID survivor, AJ Hahn. Yeah! What's going on, bub? What's up, bub? How you guys doing? Hey, we're good over here. Had an interesting first hour. Interesting first hour. I was. What happened? Well, Zito's not here, so we got a lot going on tech-wise in the back, you know, because Zito does a lot for us, and we love and miss Zito. We'll see him tomorrow in Dallas. Um, but also, you know, we got into a conversation about what happens after death. And this is a sports show, and everybody <laughs> wants to know what okay. we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Everybody obviously says, hey, I want to go to the newest <laughs> member of the Danbury Trashers, Ty Schmidt, and hear oh, what's yeah. going to happen after death. I want to go <laughs> to this guy with a mullet from Boston and know what's going to happen after death. But when that conversation starts, it's hard not to die into it yeah. what happens after death aj i i believe something happens i've been trying to figure out what mm -hmm. it is because i'd like to be on good terms with whatever is the something right as in what though obviously we know something happens with your physical body you're saying like some kind of spiritual your soul something happens to that yeah your actual human your actual being right is what's inside of these bones oh, isn't yeah. it don't you think that is what yeah. it is oh, your yeah. actual spirit can you can you measure that actually they have measured a body immediately after it was uh after they died and it was like 0.5 grams or five grams difference in weight. Whoa. Holy shit. Uh -huh. Did they poop their pants though or piss when they died? Uh, that does happen. Because I lost three and a half last night, one piss. True, that, that wow. does. Really? Well, it was overnight. I pissed when I fell asleep. I weighed myself, pissed, slept, pissed in the morning. Down three and a half. That's all. Wow. Okay. It's a pretty cool night. Pretty cool evening. <laughs> but is that what happened? Maybe they just got scared and they peed? There's a chance. I just know that's what they like. People consider like, oh, that's how much the soul weighs. Well, and you got to. <laughs> that's a great you line. You can't measure. I would that. like to know who yeah. said that. I'm line. telling you. I bet you could. I, I a coach told me here. once you can't measure a man's soul. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Horse uh, heart. heart. I, think. Yeah. Yeah, was, I don't know if the soul, but kind of ties all together there. Uh, I've seen it in a in a documentary. Um, you know, they go underneath that tree, 
that has all the unobtainium underneath it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they, they take the soul and they put it back in. Good dog. And there's a full like prayer thing mm-hmm. that goes on. Yep. So I've seen the soul float and go into something before. Right. Awa. But I, Awa? Yeah, Awa, yeah. of Awa. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, so what do you think though? You just, you just pivoted away from you, which was really good, really well done. But what do you think? Something happens, right? Something I mean, happens. that's one of the questions that I feel like we, we don't have an answer for. I mean, maybe Tom Cruise and guys of that stature have an answer, but until oh. they tell us, we are in the dark. All right. This was a scientific experiment I did just actually find. Okay. It's called the 21 Grams Experiment, which was published in 1907. Uh, a guy from Massachusetts, of course, Duncan McDougal. <laughs> hypothesized. Whoa, whoa. Gee. Take it easy. Uh, see, again, I didn't say anything. I'm just, you know, screaming. Uh, Mc- yeah. Mc- McDougal, his name, <laughs> hypothesized that souls have physical weight and measured the mass lost by a human when, right after they died, and it was 21 grams. So in 1907, they didn't have the internet or anything? No. One person? We did this with one person? No, uh, I think he did it with a bunch of people, but I didn't click on it because I didn't want to, you know, go through an entire thing. I just gave the Google. Just real quick, though. And I do not, this is not me saying old buddy's not right. Duncan. McDougal. McDougal. Thank you. I'm sure he's still around. No, he's no, dead. No, he's long dead. Yeah, he died. His soul actually was lighter. <laughs> yeah, he, he lost 21 <laughs> They learned a lot grand. about him. They learned a lot about him when he died. His soul was a lot lighter than somebody else. This guy's got <laughs> <Yeah>. no soul. <laughs> Anyways, um, like back then, they were nowhere near as smart as we are now, right? No. I hope not. So like, there had to be some things that were probably wrong in some researches that we've ran with for a long time or did run with for a long time. Not saying this. No, obviously thousand, not this. 2012. And you mean current day? Yeah, like everyone's on the same page and everything is black and white, right? Like facts are facts. <laughs> we've come that. AJ's you're right. Congratulations. Good, we've come this far. Hey, good for us. Yeah. Hey, the information age. Good for us. I'm happy we get We, we get all to agree on everything. Yeah, I'm happy we get to agree on this because facts are always on yeah. just one side, it seems. That's right. Well, AJ still hasn't answered your question. Yeah, what no, happens, AJ? What do you think, What's dude? I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this may be like my 50th show of a human that I've been in. I'm hoping I get to pop around. I don't even know it, maybe. Oh, maybe so reincarnation. Very okay. smart. I know. I'm like, this is my 64th vessel from a different human or animal I've been in. We've heard people say that before. Like, I've been in a conversation where somebody said that straight-faced. And I was like, well, goddamn, what if they're right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's a chance they could be right. Like, think about how many times they just drop that on somebody. And they just so happen to know and nobody else does. That doesn't make 100% sense to me. But I, uh, I, reincarnation would be dope. I think that would be sweet. I mean, isn't this a big reason why people join, like, the actual, like, cults that are out there and they go and they oh, think they're going to be taken by a spaceship somewhere like they think they're every, going to heaven or this better place well is every religion then in that particular conversation a well you just can't take it to that extreme you can't have the main dude banging everybody and you can't be killing oh, yourself right. trying to catch a ufo You're Fair. About, yeah, yeah yeah the extremist yeah, that doesn't sound like a <laughs> that is a different level of religion it is it Re- sounds like reincarnation wise could you imagine what aj did in his last life to become Freaking AJ Hawk. Did he cure four, something? Four, four, forty. Yeah. Two sixty-five. How much did you weigh? He was a nun. Yeah, uh, two forty-eight at the combine. Two forty-eight running a four-four. My God, fifth overall Jesus. pick, fourth player in twenty-two. Think about years. that. Two hundred forty-eight pounds. That that safety from Notre Dame just ran a four-seven. What's mm-hmm. he? Two twenty, two thirty. Probably. They're saying he's two hundred and fifty pounds. This dude runs a four fucking four. You're on all the juice. Hey, you were taking. <laughs> wow. You were taking all the oh. juice, weren't you? I would have. I would have felt and looked a lot better. I'm guessing if I was juicing back then. You did just look kind of like standard white too, and then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, ah, ah. Maybe that's why he grew the hair. What, you never told uh, me what happens when you die. I think something. <laughs> 
So I'm just trying to be nice to people. You're saying it doesn't just boom, go black, nothing. I don't know. I think something. Maybe you even. I hope not. Maybe you even and you get to watch what happens, and then you just kind of disappear. What if you go to another place and you get to pick an avatar from yourself and you just live on another planet? Like awesome. I'd like to be the uh, this version of me. Then I'd be like the 28 version of me. I want to be the well, third. And you just kind of go do your thing. That's kind of like heaven. You get to pick your prime, and then you just got. Oh, so you do show. in heaven? I get to show up and say, "Give me a 21 year old me, 34 year old me brain, and 34 yeah. uh, year old mouth." It's like when um, there's those. Uh, experiences that are recalled from people who like die and see their grandparents and all that but then they got get brought back to life they see their grandparents they're floating from above their body in the hospital whatever they tell the story i've read those books Uh i don't know yeah i don't know either all right i like to think that who can tell them they're a liar just them yeah exactly yeah that seems interesting you know like there's a lot of people on earth so like that second that you die you're not the only one that dies in that second. I like to think that you have to fight someone to the death, whoever died at the same time as you, to then get into wherever you were going. There should be a lot of people there, right? I mean, is that a yeah? Is that a only one survives? Royal like, Rumble. Oh yeah, yeah Royal Rumble, like uh, over the top. Yeah, rope. that'd be sweet. I do wonder about the line you have to wait in at the pearly gates because there's a lot of people that are fast pass. Do because you're a better person. It's no, no, you know and, the Hail Mary. And by, and by fast pass, I mean maybe the Hail Mary is a fast pass. Oh. I mean, um, so like the Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. name. You know that whole thing, right? Obviously. Yeah, I grew up going to Catholic church, of course. Oh. And it's every every sport I've ever Thank played, you. you say it before you go out. Yeah, me and Diggs. That's our. That's the football player. <laughs> like that, that's the. Uh, yeah, ba- I used to love a basketball coach. Yell and cuss at us and freak out. All right, let's pray and get on a knee. Okay. <laughs> we said that in college. Barwis would come in and remind everybody that the objective of the game is to kill every human on the other team. Uh, and he would use multiple profanities in the middle of his rant. Sure. And then literally immediately, ah, at the end, everybody's yelling. It was awesome. Those were some of the most electrifying moments I think I've ever been a part of. We always chose to pray afterwards. I never, <laughs> just like you said, I never understood it. When your basketball coach would yell and then now let's pray and then that would all happen. I'm like, I feel like we should ride this juice. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like this is one that should maybe come after the prayer, but then some of them, whatever the case, let's talk a little football here. Jim Mersey basically said, uh, yeah, Carson Wentz and us didn't work out. You ever been, like it just didn't work out for both parties. Both people are better now. We're excited about it. Do you think that's because Jim Mersey, you know, around Unitas, and Peyton, and a lot of really good football for a long time, and a lot more invested in football than people give him any respect or credit for, I think, personally, just from an outsider's perspective. Him saying, for us, the fit just wasn't right. I don't know why. A lot of times you don't know why, but you know it isn't. It was important for us to move in a different direction, Ian Rappaport reported from the league meetings uh, just yesterday. He did a sit-down meeting. We don't know if it was with The Athletic, with Zach Kiefer, or somebody who was in a hotel room. He was very transparent about it all, and everybody's like, oh, he hates Carson, he hates Carson. I don't think he hates Carson the person. I just think he hated the experience of Carson the football player. Yeah, and I think he was he was somewhat nice about it, saying for some reason that just the fit wasn't right. It didn't feel right, and a lot of times you don't know why that's not right. I think that the part that may bother Carson a little bit is when he said like, "Oh, when you look at where we were then from where we are now, like basically saying how far we've come." When you haven't played any games, you've just got a different quarterback, that's probably going to hurt Carson a little bit. Yeah, he might be talking about the comfort level of the fans, maybe, and he might have been talking about after. The trade happened, and we had no quarterback to Matt Ryan. But in that same area of conversation, Carson could definitely take that as a shot. And the people could see that as a shot at Carson Wentz. Jim Irsay, though, so transparent, will just talk, have a good time, move along. He has to be so pumped that Matt Ryan's in the building. 
Like he yeah. just that when it, when Matt Ryan got off that plane in that suit, Jim Mercy was like, "Thank God, oh yeah, brother, we got a fucking guy here." Now. <laughs> and then when he did that press conference all by himself up there on that mm-hmm. stage, by mm-hmm. the way, there was no GM, there was no coach, it was just him up on the stage, and he was just answering every question exactly how you would hope mm-hmm. a quarterback would answer. Give me the movie character of a quarterback at all time. That is what we're looking for. That's quarterback position. That's Tom Brady, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uber competitive, super dialed in, eats terrible shit to keep his mm-hmm. body in the best shape. He is a movie character of a quarterback. Peyton Manning, movie character of a quarterback. Everything about his life was being a quarterback in the NFL. He'd do commercials. Guess who he was playing in all those commercials? NFL quarterback Peyton Manning. He just loved being an NFL quarterback, and everything he said was NFL quarterback because his dad, his brother, all his family friends are part of the NFL. Like, that is what I think every team is praying for and hoping for. And I feel like Jim Mercer said a lot of that, basically, in the uh, conversation that he had to sit down that he had in the hotel room. Yeah, and going back to what you said earlier, you were saying how maybe people don't give him like the, the football respect they should, like decision making, evaluating things, like looking overall at the team. I think you're probably right, just because all we see is Jim Irsay buying million dollar guitars and playing music and all these. Like he's all, he's doing what a billionaire should do that wants to have a good time, and he's very competitive too. So I think because of all that. Maybe some people, for some reason, don't take him as serious when it comes to football. Joining us right now is a man who's a future billionaire, we all believe. (laughs) Incredible businessman, incredible podcast host, unbelievable stand-up comedian, friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Segura. What's up, guys? Where are you at? New York. I'm in New York. I'm wearing this hat because my alopecia is acting up. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay, Tom. um, I'm happy you're joining us because I've been seeing you on the internet. Has this become a thing, huh? Is this what Will Smith did, do you feel like, was an attack on all comedians and maybe setting a precedent for what you can do or jokes being uh, not accepted in the right way? Fuck that cuck. Let me tell you this, man. The idea, the idea that you're entitled ass thinks because your feelings are hurt. You get to assault one of the all-time greats because you fucking feel... And then the, the cowards, the spineless cowards that are in Hollywood, in comedy. We have a list going of these fucking guys. Anybody who did not stand up and say some shit for Chris Rock, we're going to ruin your fucking life. I just want you to know that. How come? Do you feel like that was an attack on all of comedy there? It's what it is. Is that it's a display of entitlement. It's a very powerful, very wealthy, influential star who just decided, yeah, I didn't like that. I'm gonna smack you, and then gets to sit down, collect his award, get a, a round of applause, enjoy his night. It's insane. It's like a gross exaggeration of you see it all the time. I mean, you see entitlement everywhere, and that was on full display for the world to see. I have fucking zero respect for that bitch, and I feel like more people need to come out and say it. It's unacceptable. Tom, what do you think Chris Rock was going to say? He held himself back. I feel like he was very composed. It looked like he well, had he was something stunned. He was up. stunned. He was stunned. He's a, he's a professional. He was stunned. He, he actually, you could tell when Will walks up that he's like, like oh, this is going to be a funny bit. You're going to do something hilarious right now. And 
he gets smacked and he hey, just doesn't even know. Tom, what imagine, to do. imagine if he walks up to him, puts his arm around him, and like they start like doing like something like they, that could have happened there, right? I mean, there could have been a funny bit that could have continued in that whole thing. Clearly, that's what he thinks is going to happen. He clearly thinks that's going to happen, and it's amazing that he could even recover and move on. I mean, it's it's look, dude, it's wild that that guy is getting away with that, and I just you know. It's just entitlement. I mean, you know, it reminds me, I used to live in L.A., and you'd be, uh, you'd be like, on Beverly or Rodeo, and you see these people in, like, Bentleys, double park, or be, like, in a handicap zone, and they would, and then a parking enforcement person would be like, hey, you can't park here. And then the person in the Bentley goes, yeah, there's no spaces. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, fuckface, that's what happens. Like, <laughs> go, go find a place to park. And sometimes the person would get intimidated and be like, okay. And then sometimes they'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Here's your ticket. And that's what Will Smith needs. He needs a big old fucking parking ticket. Okay? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Tom, what are you doing in New York? You doing shows? And is every comedian going to have a take on the Chris Rock Will Smith in their bit? Well, probably. I mean, I'll just let you know. If you come on my stage, I'm not saying we know I can't jump. I can't. I'm not saying I can fight, but I'll bite your fucking face off. <laughs> you are fucked. I will disembowel you in front of your family to come on my stage. So, oh, that's awesome. Uh, I would tell you to get tickets, but all my shit's sold out. I make fucking. <laughs> hey, even the Spanish. I make, Pat, I make I make a post immunized Aaron Rodgers money. So you can't fuck with me. Right? Uh, are you? Do you do the Spanish show still as well? And are those sold out too? Uh, I throw them in sometimes, like I throw a little Spanish shit in just because I'm bilingual. I'm working on Italian now. I might do a third fucking language, but I mean, you know, dude, I just give people a little, a little taste right now. But no, this tour is, is wild. It's fucking huge, man. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy. I'm happy that I get to do it. And I'm just, you know, people in power like that need to be checked. I'll just say that they need to be checked. You don't get to do that. You're a fucking cow. And there's people who actually have the fucking balls to tell me. They're like, you need to stay out of business because it isn't yours. This is my business. It's my business more than it's your fucking business. So don't you think you can actually give me a lecture Tom, on what happens on a stage? Tom, you ever get into an uncomfortable situation like that with anybody? Because some of those corporate gigs I've heard from comedians are like the worst. So I assume these types of situations arise or no? I mean, I've never had that in particular happen. I've had people try to stop shows. Uh, I've had people who are like, that joke is, you know, horribly tasteless, move on. As a comedian, you know, you just have to navigate it. Sometimes you just slam them or you, you figure out a way in the situation. You know, I've, I've been like, if you don't like this joke, you can fucking leave, which is honestly the best philosophy, I think, for, for comedy. I mean, yeah, I've had people, I've, I've been booed off stage. Nice. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it can go sideways. That's part of doing this long enough is that you're gonna have really bad fucking shows. But <laughs> but there's no excuse for being like, I don't like that joke. Therefore, I get to assault you. It's it's not the way it goes, man. Yeah, and it can't become that either because I think comedy serves a vital role in our society. Honestly, I do. Do you think that a lot of comedians sound too similar, though? Oh, it seems like, and there's a difference between you and what Bill 
in Dave, in Rogue, like the guys that are at the top of comedy. You know, Kevin Hart can sell out an arena anytime he wants. But it feels like there's a lot of comedians that are just doing comedy and they're all kind of doing the same thing. Do you get the sense of that? Or do you think the future of comedy is in okay hands or no? I think we're in great hands. There's a lot of like, dude, I mean, you know, I'm in New York right now. There's so many funny dudes here. Uh, I just ran into Chris Stefano. There's Andrew Schultz. Hey, he's uh, hold on. Norman. Hey, hey, uh, two things. Andrew Schultz had a three-minute bid on to open his flagrant two on Will Smith and Chris Rock, and it was, I mean, it cut. I mean, it was very cleverly put together. And then Chris DiStefano, he tweeted me to come on the show. I don't know who the fuck he is. Seems like a good guy. Everybody likes him though. Is that accurate? He's fucking hilarious, dude. Him, Sam Marill, those guys are super fucking funny, and they're all blowing up. Uh, uh, Tim Dillon too. They're they're super funny, and I think everything's in good hands. And you know, uh, yeah, there's just there's there's hilarious people. There's always going to be people that sound like people just because you know they're trying to be fucking the next Pat McAfee, AJ Hawk. You know what I mean? No, so, no nobody's trying to do that. <laughs> look at these guys. You guys are fucking retired. You guys you can play today. <laughs> well, I got a match this weekend. I didn't know if uh, Mystic uh, Rick Mystic Rick or whatever knew that. <laughs> I got a match this weekend, you know, Tom Sigurini. It Bro, sounds like. you look fucking yoked. Thanks, man. It's like the re- I, I tried to do the rehab that you had to do on your arm, on my arms, you know. I tried to look you, like you in there. You coming off the top rope all Logan Paul style or what? What you doing, man? I mean, if I can look anything like Logan Paul, I'll be pumped up about that. And if I could be but, as successful as that fucking guy, yeah. I'd be pumped I up. I would be absolutely drowning in fucking wet box all day. <laughs> <laughs> That fucking guy, Jesus Christ! Good for him. I jack man. off to I jack off to his abs. <laughs> All right, Tom. Thank you for joining us today, man. Uh, hey, shout out to shout out to FanDuel. <laughs> Tom Segura. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. Weapon. Big fan. He's kind of drawn his line in the sand with this situation. Yeah, like, very much so. Seems like a lot of comedians. <laughs> yeah, he's not the only one. Schultz, I watched Schultz do a literally. He was wearing, I believe, he was wearing a knight costume. Like, uh, okay, I saw the thumbnail. I haven't watched it. Okay, I'm worth it. I mean, he re- the the, you know, just the brains of some of those comedians. That's why I think I won't do it anymore because once I watch like somebody who's very good at it, I'm like, oh my god, I am disrespecting this so much because the writing, the just the clever tie-ins and the put like. That's a big deal, I think, personally, if you're going to do it. I think you should be incredible at it because there's a lot of people that are, and then there's a lot of people that aren't. And I think, like, in the NFL, you know, you get to separate, like, who's great and who isn't. And in a lot of these other things, there isn't a lot of separation. I thought I was abusing my right of being able to sell tickets there for a bit. I'm like, I should not do this. But, like, Tom, some of his shows are just, like, it's like art almost. Like, yeah, and Bill yeah. and Dave and Kevin Hart and those guys. And that Schultz thing is, like... It is a very well pieced together thing. I'm like, oh fuck, that is a murdering right there. All week, I can't wait to hear like Bill and Dave talk about like that incident in a, in a stand up. Like, oh yeah. yeah, I can't wait to hear Chris Rock. You yeah. think he's yeah. not going to be allowed to? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, I think he, he was. Do it. Yeah, I think he's he just unload. He just got somewhere for his next show. I want, his first I show. He just, I saw something where he pulled up somewhere. But his tickets uh, sales, yeah, three hundred dollars. More. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going. I mean, yeah, I have do you, to. Do you think for like a guy like Tom, though, like he's obviously pissed and he's going to address it. But when this happens like this close to going on tour, like th- that kind of like upends a little bit what he's going to do in his set. Right. Like it almost has to. Yeah, he would have to change the whole set. I think he's probably pumped up about it. Something very topical just happened with me that I can tell a version that nobody else can tell <clears throat> that everybody else is going to try to do. That's great news. Right. For a brain like Chris Rock, J- Seinfeld. 
He yeah. did that one, and he literally laid out how we all feel now, was, like 40 years after his start. Like, all right, this is it. We're out. Mm-hmm. And we're all thinking about how we're going to get home, when we're going to get home. <laughs> yeah. It was like literally he was talking exactly for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like that type of brain is just not something everybody has. I have a lot of respect for it. I, I can't wait to hear what Tom says about the situation. It seems like he is fiery about this. I, I saw when Tom jumped on Twitter instantly and – and I was like, yes, I, he is not going to back down off this one. Remember, Kreischer, who's Tom Segura's guy, uh, Two Bears, One Cave, also your mom's house podcast, I believe he's a part of Tom Segura. He does, he makes a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, Kreischer told a story about Will Smith helping him out, right? Remember? Yeah, they had like a pilot together or something. He says yeah. he like discovered Kreischer essentially and kind of like vouched for him uh, to get his start in Hollywood. And since yeah. Segura and Kreischer are so tight, I would have yeah. just assumed like, oh, maybe Will Smith has met Tom and they know each other. But maybe they do, and maybe he still is like, nah, it's fucked up. I ain't about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty clear where Tom stands. I haven't heard any what Bert would say, but does does Bert have a relationship with Will Smith, like, currently? If I do oh, recall, right I, mean, I think his – the only part I remember is that he couldn't hear the life advice because Will was going to the bathroom. Yeah, strong stream. So, uh, mm-hmm. Hmm. Was that from a special? No, I told it right nah, here. Yeah. 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 Right oh, there, he said his – his piss stream was so strong he couldn't hear. What was the, um, what was That's the awesome. blades? What were the blades? Meineken? Meineke? Oh, the oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No. Bert gave us two, oh. two to three moments that were just fucking yeah, like so much fu- like crying laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember who dude. the guy's name was that was in the that drove the car with <laughs> yeah. the wiper blades right. from Canada to Mexico or mm-hmm. whatever straight yep. through. Uh the world needs more people that just try to make people laugh all the time. Yes. With that being said, Tom is like, yeah, I'm going to try to make you laugh. You come up here, though, I'm going to make you cry. <laughs> Do oh, some okay, value. so it was the Michelin silicone wiper blades, uh, Rainier Zeitlow. Oh, Rainier yeah. Zeitlow. Yeah. From Alaska to Argentina. Hey, Rainier's, Rainier Zeitlow, AJ, this guy's got stamina. He pissed in bottles all the way from, uh-huh. from where? This is the story Bert told? No, it was the It was ads. a bad read that we... That their podcast had as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had already created Rainier Zeitlow's character, and we <laughs> had as well, by the way. Right. <laughs> we had already started predicting who Rainier Zeitlow was yeah. in the middle of the ads, as did like Bert and Tom. And I think whenever he brought his Rainier Zeitlow character into our world, we all we brought ours a little bit, and we we lost it. That both all of us basically while reading that ad were like, I don't know how many. I don't know how many windshield wipers we're going to move, but Rainier Zeitler is a fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need Rainier Zeitler. This guy was Speak- he's made out to be like the greatest of all time, like mm-hmm. the greatest human of all time. Speaking of like this kind of stuff, how do you feel about Eric Church con- or canceling his uh, concert to uh, go oh, yeah. watch UNC play Duke in the Final Four? Well, that's fascinating because people uh, can respect that that are fans of UNC. Yeah. The people that aren't, I don't think. I don't no. think they care. No, they're very where was pissed. the where was the concert at again? I don't know. Because if it, Matt, it's probably in a place that does not give two flying fucks about college basketball. Imagine if it's in Texas. Okay? Yeah, I was just gonna say probably Texas. Not that they don't. I mean, if it's not well, in North Carolina, then everyone's gonna be pissed, right? Yeah, but it's a it's a big deal. I don't blame them. I mean, because yeah. uh, he family. never he doesn't know if they'll ever be back in Say his lifetime. Time. I guess. Say it, Anton. There you go. I don't think they're a big college basketball town. I mean, I might be wrong. Fuck, I don't know. No, they only care about the pros. Well, that's what I'm saying. They got the Spurs there Mm -hmm. and a lot of football, I assume, around. What happens, though, like, next year? I have no idea what his situation is like. Like, next year, 
Eric Church's wife has like triplets, and he didn't. He, he's like, I'm still playing this show in Milwaukee, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, kind of a precedent here, you're saying. <clears throat> yeah. And they're like, wait, oh, you left for North Carolina, but not. Oh. Hmm, your wife. Who else went there? He's never he wouldn't going, do that. He's never going back to San Antonio, or is he just rescheduled? I don't know. Probably rescheduling, I'd imagine. Are they happy or what is the reaction? Because I think, like, in my. pissed. Yeah, but in my eyes, like, Eric Church, if he's really. Did we know he was a diehard fan of UNC? I just knew Chase Rice went there. Chase Rice played football there. Mm -hmm. His final game, my final college game as well. Same exact field. He walked off unhappy. (laughs) I walked off very glad. (laughs) Kicked the game winner, extra point in that game. I did not know that Eric Church went there, too, though. He did. Okay. So he went to UNC. I mean, I would assume he's a massive fan. Otherwise, this is just a fucking wild move. Just a, hey, I want to go watch fucking Carolina and Duke in the Final Four. You guys are going to have to fucking deal with it. <laughs> but what I'm saying so is, did it do any of his fans? It's not even the finals, too. That's what's crazy. Like, No, it is. This is the biggest game of the tournament. They've never played each other in the tournament before. So if you are like a North Carolina fan, this is probably a massive yeah. deal. He was what born is... and raised in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, so went this... to Appalachian State, though. So look out for that next time they're in the finals. Hey, sure. Appalachian <laughs> State makes a run. Eric Church is canceling an entire run. That's right. Eric Church does not deserve that. Okay. He does not deserve what we are saying. Go enjoy your life, Eric Church, however you're going to do it. But if his fans knew he was a massive UNC fan, probably not that big of a deal, right? Like the people that are buying tickets that would be pissed off are the diehards. And if the diehards, oh, he is a UNC fan. Yeah. You know, like I don't know if that's just something that's If known. this is the first, yeah, like if the diehards, if this is the first they're hearing of him being a UNC fan, then I could see them being pretty pissed. But if he's always like represented like you are in your tank today, for the Tar Heels, then maybe, maybe they'll be okay with it. What happened here, you think, when I decided to do this? <laughs> What's that all about? What do you mean? This whole thing. The double chains? Oh, the double chains. I got a new chain. It's a little longer. Hard to find a longer chain. I had a longer chain in the past, but it turned brown because it was fake gold, just like this one is. But I wore it out. What do you think happened here today? What do you, what do you think it's happened? Prob- is it, I, I assume like it's very uh, it's warm here today in Ohio compared to what it has been. Maybe you woke up and you just felt like a little spring in your step. Yeah, I think I did. Mm-hmm. You, you think, know, You're leaving, you right? You're going to Dallas tonight? Yeah. WrestleMania week. You think mm-hmm. our guest might not have... Um, whatever happened happened because of the color of that. Oh paper. shit! Oh. Wait, did JJ pull out? Yeah, he did. What happened? Well, Zito told us he had to go to the bathroom, but mm-hmm. Zito says that for any time he can't get a hold oh, of somebody. He's pooping. He's pooping. <laughs> I believe Zito said a stage five poop. Yeah, Zito said I think he's pooping. No, allegedly his internet went down, which is possible. I mean, it happens. To, it hasn't happened to you. Yeah. What Not you, as much lately, huh? What have you been up to? I don't know. I'm, I Believe me, I don't, I don't like to talk about it. I don't want to mess it up. No, let's talk about it. Why not? I don't yeah. want them coming after me again. Who's them? I don't know. I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to figure out who that is, who well, they sorry. are. Are, sorry. are them watching, dude? Sorry, I told I, Connor has all kind of names he throws my way that may be coming after my, my technology, but I don't, I don't really believe them. Yeah, I got a list that's probably either watching AJ's house or I've had eyes on his technology for quite some time. Now. How come? Because he said... Dirtbag, probably. What were you going to say, Connor? <laughs> I was going to say something else. Another, you're going to say another no, I was gonna, terrible thing I was going to call Spit him a rat fucker, but I didn't want to do that <laughs> because he's 6'8". Rat know? bastard. Rat bastard, sure. I call it, Do you think I'm the first person that's called somebody a rat bastard in a long time on live television? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I assume so. <laughs> hadn't heard that in a while. It felt so good it coming out. Great. It felt very good coming out as I'm yelling at a door. Vince McMahon's office door, by the way. You rat bastard. What was was he was he barricaded in there? Like he was worried you're gonna come in? Yeah, he ran for me and then ran to daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw you chase the old buddy. Like that was a long run. 
Yeah, and I, by the way, after said run, I wasn't tired. I'm like, hey, I'm hey, hey I'm, I do this. A, I do this like a month or two ago. Probably winded here. <laughs> probably winded. I was not. Hey, would it? Okay, I know it's all. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in your fight come Sunday. What if you're doing all this? You're talking all about this stuff. You're talking about your training. I feel as good as I've ever felt. I see you online pumping people up. You're an inspirational like fitness character now. It's cool to see. No, not just you the walk stories. In. What if as you get through, as you bend down, you get through the ropes, and we bring the situation out of retirement. He's reffing this one again for you, old buddy, the guy. No, not the real situation, but the guy that I saw when I was down there who I loved. As soon as you get your Ooh, second foot the in the ring, this guy he Enzo? just smokes you in the head with like a chair or just a hammer fist, and then boom, boom, out. Count to three, and then they drag you in the back. And then like two hours later, they bring you back like with your jacket on all raggedy, and you're just like slurring your words of CT for the rest of the show. All right, so just, <laughs> just a quick... I didn't have that all planned out. That just kind of went much longer than I thought, but I just started visualizing. Yeah, sure. it sounded like you were fantasizing almost, yeah. Yeah. which is my biggest problem here. That is kind of my, my biggest problem. I don't problem. want that to happen. I'm just saying with all the buildup and how great you You're a real feel, scumbag, dude. A long time. This I, guy's lifelong dream, AJ. Yeah, What's your deal? I'd rather prepare for a war that never comes than be unprepared. You hear hell, me? Hell yeah. Hell okay, yeah. pal? Art of war. All right, put that on Instagram. All right, yeah, put that uh-huh. on Instagram. <laughs> It has been fun. No, I get you're 100% right. I agree. Like, you should be doing what you're doing. I don't want that to happen, but you I'm saying that Sam would be Robert a memorable yeah, does for people. This is unbelievable. What are you watching? I can't wait to watch, man. You're a mark, dude. <laughs> Shut up. All right, let's talk about some stuff. Uh, the Browns are in no rush to move Baker Mayfield, and it's possible they keep him on the roster when the season starts. May suit up pending Watson's playing Status. They also brought in Jacoby Brissett as a backup quarterback, paid him some money. So right now on the roster, they have Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and Baker Mayfield. Roger Goodell said just yesterday that no ruling on Deshaun Watson's playing status is imminent because they want to get to the bottom of all of the facts. So that does not mean the, uh, before the season, training camp, during season, middle of season, after season, postseason, next year. He gave zero timeline on that entire thing. And remember with the Tom Brady situation, he was suspended like two years after the thing happened for four games. What would happen if he was on a different team there? Oh, yeah. Well, he would be suspended, I guess, on whatever team he was on. And New, New England would get no penalties? Uh, they fined us a million dollars and a first-round pick. So, so he would have been suspended from whatever team, yes. you think, if that was to take place? Well, and if he was playing but that for was any on the field team. thing, though. That was on the field, the, ball, the deflated ball situation. Deshaun's didn't happen on the field. Yeah, what if, what if the uh, punishment for the Patriots were, and you have to play your third-string quarterback for four games? Well, yeah, Because it would be like, you know, Tom was there. Or we did that because uh, Jacoby Brissett had to come in and play a couple games. No, but I'm saying if he was at a different team, it would be like you guys have Mac Jones right now, yeah. and Tom gets suspended for what happened two years ago. And then all of a sudden, the Roger Goodell says, nope, you guys actually have to play Hoyer for the first four yeah. games because the Tom Brady suspension somewhere else. Anyways, Deshaun Watson's suspension might be two years from now, three years from now, when they get to the bottom of all the facts. And they said that he won't be put on the uh, commissioner's exemption list because this is civil, not criminal. Very fascinating in the entire situation. And Baker Mayfield, who asked for his trade and was denied such a thing, might end up playing some valuable football for the Browns at some point this season. Very interesting to see how Baker Mayfield handles it all. How's Ohio feel about this, A.J. Hawk? I don't – like, Ohio, I think some people are torn. They're obviously excited about what Deshaun can do on the football field. I think a lot of people I've talked to aren't, aren't really sure how they should feel. But for Baker, if they keep him on the team and he goes into training camp with Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and Baker, is Baker competing to be the backup quarterback in Cleveland? 1,000%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, do you, that's a tough blow. Like, I don't think – I don't know if he <laughs> thinks that was part of the plan. Darius Butler said yesterday uh, when I said, Darius, you love Baker Mayfield, don't you? He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I like Baker Mayfield over some of the other options. I'm not picking Baker Mayfield over some other, a lot of the options. And I think what he was saying is he's top 22, I think he said. Top 22 yep. or top 20 quarterback. He's a starter in this league somewhere, Baker Mayfield. Now, will he ever get to experience that? Again, is another fascinating question. Because will teams bring him in as a starter probably? This would probably be a Ryan Tannehill-like situation, right, with Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Kind of had upside, kind of in Miami, but the situation was kind of fucked. And that whole thing, go somewhere else, quarterback doesn't play great, get another shot, boom, maybe you go. I don't know if I see him getting traded for as a starter again just because of where we're at and how things have kind of unfolded. But if he's competing for the backup role, that, then they're cutting him at some point? Is that is that what people were thinking then? If, what if he loses that to Jacoby Brissett? Well, it feels like another situation where it's like after the draft, once these teams that might go for quarterbacks either don't get them or don't love who they have. Like Everyone's pointing at Seattle, and that's probably because Seattle makes the most sense, right? Just because it's only Drew But if Locke. they trade up to get a quarterback. If, exactly. Mm-hmm. If they take Malik Willis. And the trade deadline's what? Week six, week seven, so they could, you know, four or five games with him, trade him, then Jacoby for two or three if it's eight games. Tone Diggs uh, just gave you quite a jolt whenever you said maybe Malik Willis to Seattle. Is that already who's going to Pittsburgh? That's there's a lot of mocks have it there. Ooh, what does that mean? We have I a mean, mock. What? Oh, oh my god! What? Let's get. I just remembered this. Let's get to a new weekly segment <laughs> called Mitts. Mock! Wow. Mitt put together a mock draft. This is Mitt's mock draft version 1.0. Uh, the first overall pick, he has Aiden Hutchinson, obviously going uh, number one overall. Trevon Walker out of Georgia. He was nowhere in the conversation for the number two overall pick just a week ago. Now Mitt says he's going number two overall. And Mitt, are you back there, pal? What happened here at number two? And uh, do you think next time you put the teams who are going to be there? <laughs> That too. Um, I have the teams in the background. Uh, th- shout out Dirty for making that graphic. Dirty, that a baby, there. Dirty. Yep. Oh. Oh. oh, that's a good graphic. Oh. Yeah. Hey, man, this thing's brilliant. Yeah. So I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, he's a lock to go number one. Everybody knows it. Everybody's been saying it. Uh, but I mean, Walker. A lot of people thinking upside here. Nice. Kind of. Kind of had some sack production issues. The, the main question, is he an MCDC guy? That's all we got to know. Yes, he's okay. an MCDC yeah. guy. He's a grinder here. Okay. Man, what, what, what did you do? <laughs> are you just reading what other people are writing? Are you, uh, are you texting? Are you just are you putting in the work on the film? How have we get to this Mitts mock draft 1.0 here? So really what I have done, my strategy, was I look at the depth charts of the teams, kind of look at – the history of the GM, see what they do. Uh, the Lions, they have been saying they're open to trading out of this pick. I have not seen them really do that for the most part. And they have a lot of holes they need to fill. They have no pass rush. Wow, look at this. Uh, this is, also, he's scanning rosters. Yeah, they cut their best. Let's DM go, too. dude. Do you hear this, AJ? This is awesome. Did my only question? What about uh, our guy Icky? Did he fall out of the top ten? What happened to Icky? Yeah, he just wasn't performing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean. I don't have my notes up with me, AJ. I'm going to be 100% <laughs> oh, yeah. honest here. 
But yeah, Icky did fall out of the top ten. I'm sorry. That's a shame. Oh, Icky, Icky, maybe Icky. next week. Yeah. Oh, luck. I hope Icky puts out a good tweet or a post this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gets him back into the top ten here. Uh, Kyle Hamilton ran a four seven. That didn't scare you at all, there, man. Or still have him? You have him going four overall to um, the Jets. Well, those are all uh, hand timed in between a four four and a four seven. So we're gonna shoot it somewhere in between there. But yeah, Kyle Hamilton, his on tape, he's the probably the best secondary player in the draft. Whoa, I mean, whoa. the Jets. Their secondary stinks. They've stunk for the last two years. I actually have the Jets taking a uh, also a pass rusher to end up. Jeez, uh, no. now I'm stumbling all. No, 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 no. You did not now, but I mean, you're doing. You're oh, doing yeah. great. This is your segment, dude. Don't you even worry about At it. Ten there. He's got Jermaine Johnson. Last chance, you. Something with Jermaine Johnson that people don't really know about is uh, he was also lost in the sauce at Georgia. Didn't really get a lot of playing time. They had a lot of pros on the D-line there, so he transferred, went and got 11 sacks over at Florida State. Pretty sweet. Had a great year. People calling him a one-hit wonder. I don't think so. I think he has the – I don't really want to say it, but he might have the most upside out of all these Hey, that's a big, big title there. Yeah, Yeah, not to mention he's not a bitch-made cat if he played for Coach JB. No, 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 he ain't no bitch-made cat. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Kenny Pickett going six. He's the first quarter. No, Malik Willis going five. That is my big one. I have uh, these Steelers. I have Mike Tomlin pulling the trigger and trading up and getting Malik Willis right before Pitt or Carolina can take him. Yep, you got to go get your guy there for Pittsburgh. Okay, wow. so Malik Willis goes five with the trade for Pittsburgh and the Giants. <laughs> Kenny Pickett goes six to Carolina. Evan Neal to the Giants. They need help on that offensive line. Yeah, he can play left tackle or right tackle. He'll probably have to step in and be the right tackle right away. They did. Uh, they spent a first-round pick, I think, two years ago on a left tackle. Yeah, he's he's not really working out the best. So Whoa. hopefully this guy, hopefully Evan Neal can come in and really sure up that uh, Daniel Jones experiment. Good luck, Bruce. Wide receiver, you know, they got uh, quarterback Marcus Mariota bringing mm-hmm. Chris Olave mm-hmm. out of Ohio State. First wide receiver taken to Atlanta. Why is that? Um, well, Calvin Ridley was uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, gone. Uh, Julio Jones was out two years ago. I mean, all they really have is Kyle Pitts, and they don't have a quarterback. They just they missed out on the top. Oh, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get some weapons for him. And uh, I have Chris Olave as the number one receiver in this draft. A lot of people would say it's Drake London, but I mean, Chris Olave had better production. Oh. Ohio State grad, you know AJ. He was balling all all three years. He was there four years. He was there. Sorry, he could have came out last year, but probably top yeah. ten. Oh, so he's a little bit more experienced. Yeah. Garrett Wilson too. Some people have Garrett Wilson um, above him. Yeah, they're uh, they're a little yin and yang. I think they need a more X receiver, true number one. So that's why I uh, put okay. a lave there. Oh my God, Mitt, let's go! I You're like crushing this. Hey, they're going to be stealing stuff. You know, we're going to be watching. We're going to have our draft spectacular. We're going to be watching. And they're going to be stealing Mitt's stuff, like what he has said about certain players. It's going to hey, be awesome. Yeah, he's fucked. Hey, this is good education here yeah. out of Mitt. Mitt knows his know. ball, right? You guys yeah. watch highlights. He watches film, dude. That's right. Sauce Gardner uh, at nine. And then Jermaine Johnson closing out the top ten. Mitt's mock draft 1.0. Great work here. Yeah. Man. Thank, you, thank you. Thank you. You like Sauce, you put a new one out every week or what? Yeah, uh, there yeah. might be some changes around in the top ten. Uh, yeah, I love Sauce Gardner. He's super athletic. Uh, the only reason why he went to Cincinnati was because he was probably 160 soaking wet out of high school, 6'2". Now he's, I think, up to 180. Athletic freak. 
people love that in this modern NFL. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mitt. Thank you, Mitt. Awesome. Bro, let's get to a break. Yeah. Mitt, Good job, that, Mitt. Mitt, that was awesome. Work, Mitt. Hey, Mitt, that was awesome. Work, baby, Mitt. Mitt. Talking ball. Yes. Coach your son, dude. That's right. Yeah, yeah. true. Loves ball. Guys have watched the film so long. What's up, Bill? Uh, Mitt had a lave listed as a cornerback on there when he is a wide receiver. But <laughs> don't don't <laughs> drop him down by the knees, Bill. He knows who he is. Hey, they, it's all right, Mitt. Don't worry about that. Do not need to answer that. You batted a perfect game here. Don't pitch a perfect game. <laughs> I'm going to text Zito, see what's going on. I mean, it's, yeah, we... Any updates? Hey, PMS, happy birthday, Tone, trending number two, Ray Blood, Bruce Willis. Dude. Wow, <laughs> man. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Tony. Tony. Shout out to Bruce. If you, haven't, uh, if you haven't already entered, we're giving away $200 to 34 different people. You are being tasked with using that money to buy a jersey, and we will obviously know if you we'll do check. or not. Uh, use the hashtag PMS, happy birthday, Tone. Put your cash tag in there, and wish Tone a happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, happy birthday, birthday Tony. Tony. Thank you, everybody. Oh, no, Tone. What happened? No, I just that's one of my favorite tones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't know where we're going to be tomorrow. That's exciting to hear. We're getting on a plane today. That's great, too. <laughs> what, what do you mean? You, you're a little worried from your last trip? Yeah, yeah. I hope you see that alien again. Yeah. It was in... Yeah. It was in Texas. They've been reported all that's over right. the yeah. fucking place. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there's more? Oh, they've been reported all over the place. So more portals are saying. So it kind of started with us almost. Yeah. You saw the first. Like, I hope hey, boys. it's not a portal because I want to see your WrestleMania match. Portals are bad. So we can't be in another world. Well, bro, we can go to another world. What do we? Yeah, just try. <laughs> Matt Groening got to predict the entire future just by saying no. I don't want to go to another world, pal. Just maybe what are we doing? The good news is, if you do go to a different portal, you'll still be wrestling at WrestleMania. It's just like the people who are around you and the outcome may be different and stuff uh, like that because it's an alternate universe. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna win that wherever I've been training. They have it. You also God, could yeah. get like superhuman abilities before the before the match. I'm gonna come back and just be like, hey, uh, just fucking took down another planet. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. what are we doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you say no to that, you get a chance to go into that portal. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm out. I'm going. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Okay. You kidding me? Me too, by the way. I'm going if you guys are going. Well, you're be forced to. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have yeah. to. That's, I mean, yeah, you too, by the way, Nick. You're on the plane that I'm no, on. No, life's pretty good here, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. You could right. be wrestling Brock Lesnar on the other side of that portal. True. That's a good could point. Could you imagine if I drop into an alternate universe where I have already been living a whole life, <laughs> and it, uh, Brock Lesnar is living as well, and I just show up, and there's an octagon, and it's me standing there and Brock Lesnar on the other side, and I'm, no! No, no, stop! Stop it! Get out! Get out of there! Throw the white possible. Could happen, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, we saw him first. The whole world is reacting to them now. Yep. We're mocked and ridiculed, and, and then yeah. the other we need Pat from that dimension could beat you out of the portal. Come over here and assume your life over here. Oh, like the Santa Claus. Whenever you got, oh, yeah, the bad, the bad Santa Claus. When he got educated. Annihilation. We don't want to do that. Bad I just want to let you guys know. I'll find a sled. I'll get back. Yeah. Thank you. Good. <laughs> God, I was worried. Just want to let you know. That's what I'll do. That's all. When are we gonna actually see an alien, though? We could all these so-called crafts gonna walk soon. one out at WrestleMania when he gets some kind of different portal. Magic, that's my intro. I turn the corner. How you doing? We have a change. It's now a tag team. <laughs> I fucking do one of these and just a fucking a big ass yeah, alien. That would be awesome. What's up, dude? <laughs> that's what Jake Paul did with that robot. Uh -huh. Yeah, that thing was yeah. fucking awesome. 
Oh, all right. We're going to go get on a plane. Um, <laughs> 10 digs and hammer down boys in 15 minutes at 3.15. Yeah, yeah. You guys are giving out winners or what? Yeah, last night was much, much better. Hey, you guys bounce hey, back. Here you go, boys. Here you go, boys. Here you go, boys. Good gamblers. Hey, a couple good gamblers after a bad gambling night. Yeah. Yep. You'll have that. I mean, we really we just wait till the end of the week. Let's not judge us on Monday. Yeah, because Monday, what are we doing? We're a couple bad gamblers. A couple bad gamblers <laughs> on Wednesday. Wednesday. We don't know. How to, we're good gamblers. Good gamblers. Good gamblers. Those Hammer Don boys all like the Bengals, and there's some good gamblers. Yeah. Dude, that is. We're going to have a shirt, I think. It says good gamblers. That's immortal. <laughs> How do you spell it? Just same way. Like you gambler. Spell, spell good gambler. What yeah. do you mean? I, would, I thought you might spell it like he says it. Oh, like an accent goo over the E? Something. Accent good goo. Till day somewhere. Good gambler. I don't know. He said something really smart, but I think he meant a different letter. You mean the A, right? It'll be a different A. Till day. Uh, not the E? No, because we said gambler. And yeah, so it would gambler. Be gambler. The, the A is the. So it would probably be. I, I never understand which one's which. On Slancha, it's the A to the right. Yep. The thing is going up and to the right for Slancha. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the A to the left is, but maybe that's the gambler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. could be gambler. That might be. Accent good. You almost want to replace the E with a U. Gambler. Gambler. Good gambler. Uh, oh, that's what you were talking about at the end. I was talking about the A at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So double dots over the E. I just wanted to say accente goo. It sounded pretty sweet. <laughs> is that the double dots? What is it? That's just the that's French. An uh, that's an umlaut. That's the French accent. Ooh. The double dots is the umlaut? Yep. That's like when he says goomp. BJ. That's you with the W. Yeah. Uh, that's real Swiss, right? That's like Thanks. Swiss and Nordic up there. Mm-hmm. Very Nordic. Germans. Where is he Germans? Uh... Origin of the word, please. Those kids. Yeah. Weapons. So smart. Yeah. So smart. AJ, how were you at spelling? Great? I actually was pretty good at spelling, yeah. If that chance. Well. I want, he was, dude. <laughs> Math. No, I told you no. Numbers, no. But I can spell pretty good. I want to spell and be fifth grade. Geography bowl. Congrats, fifth grade. Man. Thank you. Kind of quit on trying to school after that, but I have two fucking cups. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody's so, back to back. I was a science Olympian too, I think, eighth grade or ninth grade. They brought, wow. they brought me to bring in the competitive juices because we were competing. And they shouldn't have done that. They should have brought a better brain because, <laughs> in my particular, my particular event, I did not add much. I did not add I've seen much. this guy at the internet. He said he sucked at school on purpose because he knew he was better than it. Who did that? <laughs> that Who was that? Had to be fouled, right? Is that what he said? I don't think he said that. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't let the fucking system ruin my creativity, man. I fucking knew it that was when not, I was nine. That is... It was Jerry? <laughs> no, it was Gary. Gary. Gary V. All right. And I want to let everybody know, the reason why I know he what you're referring that. to is because when I watched it, I was like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. You guys choose to say no. it much differently. No, 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 me too. But that is like that is what he said. I'm just reiterating the fact. Hey, if you're pumping out motivation every day, all right, you might have some misses. I mean, or some genius. The, the raw Bingo. talent when he was nine. I just wish we could have known when Gary was nine because he was probably. What grade is that? Third. Third. That's two years before I was selling. He sales. walked in there and he was like, they're not even fucking talking about garage selling. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> These right. guys don't know how to buy baseball right, cards on Saturday. Just go to the search bar and type in NFT and just study. All right, so. We're going to get out of here. Gary V, we are fans of Gary V. Love, love, Gary. love, love Gary. 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 Love Gary. We are Gary V. You guys need to take yeah. it easy. I am. I am. There's... You guys didn't even know about Gary V until I introduced you, probably. That's that is true. true. Okay, that's for me, that was true. <laughs> didn't we interview? Oh, yeah. We were in his office. Yeah. We interviewed him. 
but AJ might have told us about it. And then no, we didn't know. No, we no, didn't no, know AJ. No, no, no. Yeah, we're ahead of Gary. You never even met him, you, dude. dude. I thought Gary, I mean, I Gary V back on the show. That was actually. one of the we first yeah. in-person interviews. We did, yeah. We did. Yeah, Gary V needs to be back on the show so he can set some of you assholes. Oh, I'll message him. Point? Talk to him every morning. I love I'll Gary. DM him every morning. I say sweet, sweet video. Needed to start the day. You do? Yeah. You I'll message even, him. You don't even know what it's like to be in the presence of Gary V. There's electricity in the room. Yeah. There is. Him, we're talking. The room is palpable. Dude, he had, he had a coffee. He said he won't drink. He was holding. Mental discipline. Fucking look at it. But I think he had a microphone in that. Oh. Could have. Hindsight. Right. Now I'm thinking. For him to record him, because they use clips from that for their own stuff, yeah. oh. which is smart business. It is. Hey, that's good gambler. That's good. That's, that's a reality show. Yeah, it's Impractical Jokers, right? They had the cups. Yeah. I drink a glass of Gary's Red every night. <laughs> He did start in a wine game. I appreciate you bringing that up because we would be doing yeah. the Gary V description remiss if we did not yeah. talk about him having a palate that is as fucking intellectual as any other. Uh, Sommelier. Uh, yeah. Started in the wine game. Changed the wine game. Is the wine game. Bingo. I don't, know if, I don't know what you're saying there, but I just want Gary V to know thank you for your inspiration for thank all of us. Thank, 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 thank you, Gary. Love you, Gary. Thank, thank you. Gary. Thank you. Good gambler. Gary V's a good gambler. Good Gary gambler. He's a good investor. Good, good investor. Good investor. Good investor. Good investor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Canadian accent. What? Investor. In <laughs> what do you mean? Good investor. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians didn't deserve that. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. What? By the way, uh, Fandle's coming to Canada. Yeah! Gamblers up there. A lot of good yeah. gamblers. Fandle's in a lot trouble. Of money. A lot of good gamblers. Fandle's very scared to go to Canada because yeah, there's not many, many good gamblers out there. A lot of good gamblers. They're only starting in Ontario next week because of how many good gamblers. Too many good gamblers. They're like, we don't want to get over to Saskatoon. There are too many oh, good gamblers. Saskatoon. Lose our asses in Saskatoon. Hey, those Saskatoon guys, those are some good gamblers. Great, Great gamblers, gamblers in Saskatoon. Is Gabe Morenci making the first bet or not? He should be. He's in Vancouver, though. He's in British Columbia. He'll, what are we going to do? Fly, fly, out. fly him fly out. Out. He'll, he'll fly? fucking run if he has to. <laughs> I want Region Redhead and Gabe Morenci <laughs> yes. to go live and make a pick yeah. that they both agree on that has to be their first bet. I'll put them. I'll put the money. Make a uh, twenty thousand dollar bet that they both have to agree on, and they have to streamline first bet in Canada. Yeah, there it is. I am. Well, they keep perfect. If, if Gabe doesn't want to fly and he wants to run, then the redhead is gonna say, you know, I'm not fucking doing it, Brunsy, <laughs> which is gonna be a problem. Well, that's the thing. I would, I'd like to see them have to agree on. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're a couple good gamblers. They're they are good, good gamblers. gamblers. They see eye to eye. That's next week. That's a lot of work to set up here within a week. Well, Marantzi, good gamblers. Cam, good gamblers. <laughs> if Get over there. Phone's not on airplane mode. We can fucking call him. Right <laughs> Did you see that tweet from him, AJ? No, which one? Yeah, my fucking phone. It's been on uh, airplane mode for three days. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know. Just found out. Thought everyone I lost my fucking he told number. Us. He tweeted. <laughs> he is <laughs> the best. Sports Bro, did you see his jacket? Yes. <laughs> Bro, he's electrified. I had no idea who this dude was until he was, I, I was introduced. Yeah, I know. You told him that. He felt the same way. <laughs> when I was introduced to this guy, though, fucking life changed for me. Yeah. Uh, this dude is a character. <laughs> he's a, he should be on Sports Grid all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they would go about doing it. Maybe like Truman Show. Yeah. 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 Even him sleeping up and he was at one point he was too high in his clods. His apartment was too high in the air at one point. He was documenting it. It yeah. was 
amazing. Me and Gumpy actually watched Marenzi watch the Bills Chiefs game, and just because it was so entertaining, like it was electric just to see him react to sports that he cares about. I don't know anything about him other than what I just watched him do. <laughs> yes. I don't know where he came from, what he did. I think he was in Rock Band at some point. Oh, I guess. yeah. Rocks, he is. He's a hockey goalie. Yeah. Was he really? Oh, yeah. He's a good guy. How, how old yeah. is he? We do know 51. That. Gumpy, what was his band's name? Uh, I don't know. He actually does. Homicide. His show. His show. <laughs> Did you his show, ask a question? His show that answer. airs at midnight, he actually does use some of his band's music when he's going in and out of commercials. What, did he play drums? I can't remember. Lead vocals. I think he was I lead. Really? He's not, he's not backing up anybody. Amen. I mean, he'll hold a band together if he had to. Yeah. It seems like Gabe would hold things together if he had to. If he's to playing play. drums, he's singing like Don Henley. I did see Don Henley do that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the, actually, I didn't see him. I just saw him on the board because he was back from the group because I, I couldn't see anybody from the angle I was at. Yeah. Most expensive seats in the place. <laughs> saw a third of the show. <laughs> there was a symphony in the back. It was awesome. I saw it when they left because they all stood up. Holy oh, my oh, God. You guys been here all night? Straight. You guys sound really good. I thought this was just their voice. <laughs> seemed to be a bit powerful. It seemed like there was a little bit of an echo. Anyways, uh, FanDuel's going to Canada next week. We need yeah. Gabe, and we need uh, Raging Redhead over there making a bet. Yes. Tom. Yeah. What was that? No, but I said Com Stewart. <laughs> Raging Redhead. Oh, was that his name? Yeah. Com Stewart. Com Stewart. Is he from Canada as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those two have been doing a show together for how long? They were on the score. I watched them when I was like 15 years old, dude. So they were like the first years. people to talk about sports betting on TV, pretty much. And they've been doing it for 20 years now at this yeah. point? I listened to them argue over the price of a beer at a Sabres game last <laughs> night for like 10 minutes. Gabe couldn't believe there was $7 at a Sabres game. Cam said $18 at the Maple Leafs Arena is way too much for a beer. <laughs> I agree. Good point. <laughs> Get them to Ontario. Yeah. Make it happen. Please. Man, that would be amazing. All right, we're out of here. I got to hop on a plane with the boys. Got to go to Dallas. Zito's getting figured out. AJ, hey, shout out to Tom Segura stopping by, letting us know how he feels. Yeah. yeah. He let us know how he felt, didn't he? I think it's pretty uh, it's pretty clear how he feels about the situation, yes. Hey, I would promote the tour, but literally all the tickets are gone. <laughs> yes. And I think the tour is called I'm Coming Everywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's doing a show everywhere and all the tickets are gone. He's got to be feeling good. Good for Tom, dude. Hey, Tom. I'm not sure Will Smith is going to enjoy his appearance on the show no, today. I don't know. Probably not. But I don't think Tom enjoyed what Will Smith's appearance on Chris Rock said in the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I... Uh, there it is. We're back tomorrow. Can't wait. Can't thank you enough for watching and following along. Hashtag PMS Happy Birthday Tone. Make sure you get in there. Use your cash tag and say something nice to the Hammered Down Cowboy Tone. Thank uh, you. Hammered Down begins at 3.30. 3.30. See you then. Bye.